everyone welcome to another episode of wagers ragers this is week two in the nfl um and last week had some pretty interesting games like lions blowing a a huge lead to the chicago bears um the green bay packers just decimating the minnesota vikings and of course which was no surprise the Jets laid an egg against the Buffalo Bills. Here today, we have a special guest, but let me first introduce everyone. My name is Joshua J.T. Buckner. I'm your host. Joining me on the East Coast is Jonathan the Hedgehog Donath. Hello, everyone. Usually, we have our third uh, musketeer, Michael Caracosa, but he can't join us today, so we have our guest host, or our guest star today, I should say, Eric the Marine Navarro. Uh, so, Eric, to Wagers Ragers, and uh, welcome. I don't know, guys, what did you think about week one? John, start us off. Uh, it, I tell you what, that my biggest takeaway from week one was I was just glad that the, the game sort of went off without a hitch. It, the, you know, the, the difference from stadium to stadium, there were two games where there was actually fans in, in person. Uh, the rest of the stadiums did not have any fans. It did not bother me at all. I was just happy to see... Uh, the game's being played and happy to have football back again. On the downside, it does seem that the curtailed offseason, no preseason games, no contact, things like that, may, have, may be having an effect on the players because we have a lot of early season injuries. There's a ton of wide receivers out. Cortland Sutton might not play again. Kenny Galladay's already out. Michael Thomas is already out. A.J. Brown's already out. So very glad to have football back. Not too happy about the injuries. Hopefully that's something that slows down as the season goes on. As far as how we did, um, as far as the betting goes, it was basically, it was almost a break-even weekend. So not really great for me. I would have broken even if not for taking the over in the last game of the week, the uh, the Broncos-Titans game. Yeah, I had a really tough week uh, last week on on, uh, the early games. But uh, I made up for it with the, the Giants-Steelers game. I really thought that the Steelers' defense was going to show up, and they did. They really shut down Saquon Barkley. I, th- I don't think he had many yards uh, rushing last week. He had several uh, stops behind the line for a loss, and the Steelers' defense was uh, uh, everything that they were publicized to be. So I made up for it in that game. So just like John, uh, I, I pretty much broke even last week as well. Uh, Eric, how'd you do last week? Uh, especially now with no preseasons. Uh, and I think several teams were hurt by it. One particularly was the Vikings. Vikings, you know, they typically have a raucous crowd in the dome. And I just think they came out flat and their defense got completely shredded by Aaron Rodgers. So coaching is definitely going to be a big factor the first month of the season. And, uh, and we'll see how it goes. So, I mean, speaking of coaches and coaches that aren't great, uh, we have Adam Gase, who coaches the Jets. And so let's start off with the Jet game. That's my team, and, uh, and that's Eric's team as well. So we have the Jets 49ers this week. Uh, 49ers, you know, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Thought they were going to do big things this year, and they still may. And it's only week one. Unfortunately, they lost to the Cardinals last week. So I think they're coming into this game with a chip on their shoulder. The Jets, uh, who didn't show up last week, I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. Uh, to show up this week, although I do think they're going to play better. Um, but unfortunately, they lost Le'Veon Bell to a hamstring injury. They lost Jamison Crowder, who was their 
top receiver last week to a hamstring injury. So neither one of those uh, players are going to play this week. And the other Jet receivers, they're just not great. And now we're going to have to rely on Frank Gore, who has been in the league for 16 years. And I don't know if he's 50 years old or 40 years old, but boy, I mean, trying to rely on Frank Gore as your main offensive weapon in the backfield, I think this is going to be real tough sledding for the Jets because the 49ers defense is still still really very, very good. Um, I know George Kittle's not playing, and I know Richard Sherman's on IR, but I still think that um, the 49ers are going to come in here. They're going to be probably be pretty upset about their loss last week to the Cardinals. You know, a lot of people talk about West Coast teams coming to the East Coast. However, uh, since last season, West Coast teams that have an early game, the 1 o'clock game on the East Coast, are 11-4-1 against the spread, and they're 13-3 and straight up. Um, also, uh, you know, the 49ers were in the playoffs last year. In fact, they were in the Super Bowl. Playoff teams that have lost their season opener are 18-9 and against the spread and, uh, in week two. And so I feel good about this game. As far as the 49ers, I wish I didn't. I wish the Jets were a better team and, and you know, they would at home uh, beat a team like the 49ers. But I, I just – I can't uh, – I'm not going to bet with my heart. I'm going to bet with my head. And uh, I like the 49ers laying the seven points. Uh, as far as uh, player props in this game, because Kittle is out – um, and I believe they're banged up on the outside with their receivers. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of, uh, of uh, Mostert today. And so the uh, over on the rushing yards is 65 and a half. I like the over for Raheem Mostert. And he had a big game in their, uh, in their receiving uh, plan last week. And the over on the receiving yards for Mostert is only 11 and a half. He caught a 76-yard uh, touchdown pass last week so I like the over for Mostert on the receiving yards of 11 and a half guys what do you think I agree with all of that uh, my only the only thing I would throw in was with Jamison Crowder out Crowder's obviously Sam Darnold's uh, number one target with him out I was looking for somebody to sort of fill up that vacuum I was looking at Brashad Perriman I was looking at the uh, the over under on reception on receptions three and a half. I don't hate it, but it's minus one fifty five, which is kind of gross. So I think I'm going to go with Brashad Perriman on the receiving yards over under fifty three and a half at minus one twelve. I think that Darnold's going to have to throw. I don't know that he's going to have much success, but he's going to have to go to somebody. I could see him hooking up with Perriman on one or two long passes, and you hit that over. Yeah, so my thoughts overall on the game is I'm torn. Uh, normally, see, I like the Jets here. They're getting a lot of points at home. They usually do better as big uh, underdogs, especially coming off an embarrassing loss. I expect them to play better. Plus, the matchup is a little different than last week, right? They don't have a mobile quarterback to worry about like Josh Allen. Garoppolo is pretty, uh, pretty much statuesque in the, in the pocket there. But also the injuries. Kittle's huge for uh, Garoppolo and the Niners. Uh, they really uh, – Debo Samuel is already out. Then on defense, both D. Ford and Sherman are out. Um, I really expect the Jets to play better. In fact, uh, uh, you brought up some stats, but I, I can counter with uh, San Francisco is 0-9-1 uh, in the last 10 games when favored uh, by seven-plus points in the last 10 years. Uh, so I throw that out there. I would take a flyer uh, and take those points and get the Jets at, at – even if – I don't even expect them to win, but I expect them to play hard and uh, probably lose a close game. The other thing is uh, pr player props. 
Uh, I think Darnold's going to have to throw because they're going to st- they're going to stack the box and make him do that, uh, especially with Crowder out. But look for Chris Herndon to be one of his go-to guys. But uh, the player prop, Darnold, over one and a half touchdown passes for the game. That's at a plus one eighty. So that's good value right there. That's what I think. Yeah, I like I like that uh, I like that prop with Darnold. Um, I think they are going to have to throw. I don't think they can just rely on Frank Gore to uh, to run the ball. So I I do think he's going to distribute the ball around the field and. And I think the Jets are going to score some points. I just think they're going to give up a lot as well. But uh, I like that player prop with Darnold. So let's move on to our next game. Let's, uh, how about the Eagles uh, and Rams? John, take it away. I mean, after an injury-riddled 2019, Eagles fans like myself were hoping for a bit of a respite in 2020, a bit of a break from all of these injuries. And that is exactly what we did not get. Before this season even got going, the Eagles lost their starting left tackle, first-round pick, Andre Diller. We lost our starting right guard, Brandon Brooks, who was rated by PFF as the number one guard in the league. And we lost Lane Johnson, who's a perennial pro bowler. Um, That uh, ended up showing itself in the game last week as we made the Washington football team's defensive line look like a bunch of Hall of Famers. Carson Wentz had very little time to throw the ball all day. And although the Eagles got out to a big lead early, they couldn't sustain it. The offensive line was in tatters. Carson Wentz fell apart, and Washington ends up winning that game. However, Doug Peterson has shown a predilection to coming back big big time after horrible losses. Case in point, last year the Eagles had a very similar horrible loss at home that this time against the Lions. They came back the next week, won big against the Packers. Later in the year, they had a horrible loss at Dallas, came back the next week, won big at Buffalo. Late in the year, lost at Miami, a terrible, terrible loss, came back the next week and beat the Giants in a big game. I expect a similar thing to happen this week. Uh, When we're talking about the Eagles and Rams, the Eagles have done very well recently. The Eagles are 6-0 straight up in their last six games against the Rams. The point spread has kind of gone back and forth as the week has gone on. Currently, it sits at the Rams are getting one point on the road. I actually was able to to grab the Eagles getting a point and a half at a a little bit earlier. The over-under is 45.5. Now, which way am I going to go on this one? I'm going to take the Eagles, um, giving the, the, the one point today. And here's why. The biggest factor is the Lane Johnson factor to me. Lane Johnson is back in this game. Doug Peterson has had a week now to work on the offensive line problems. And it's stunning how Carson Wentz performs with and without Lane Johnson. With Lane Johnson, Carson Wentz is 26-13 and 13 as far as one-loss record goes. He's got a 97.9 passer rating and has thrown 78 touchdowns against 20 interceptions. Without Lane Johnson, Carson Wentz is a different guy. He's only 6-12 and 12 as far as one-loss record goes, an 80.9 uh, quarterback rating, and 21 touchdowns against 17 interceptions. We have Lane Johnson back. I think the Eagles win this game outright. I think they cover the one point. As far as the over-under goes, uh, 45 uh, and a half, I'm taking the over. Excuse me, I'm taking the under. Sorry. The Rams, Rams games have hit the under in their last 12 games. Eagles games have hit the under in their last seven home games. So give me the Eagles, given the point. Give me the under on 45 and a half. And as far as props go, Miles Sanders is also back this week. Another reason why I like the Eagles in this game, 21 and a half receiving yards. 
And Miles Sanders would have hit that over in six of his last seven games that he played. I expect Carson uh, to do a lot of dump-offs. I could see Peterson going to some screens to deal with the offensive line problems. So give me the Eagles giving the point, give me the under, and give me Miles Sanders 21.5 receiving yards. What say you? Yeah, so um, I like the Eagles in this game as well. And just real quick for me, um, I already took the Eagles, and uh, I'm, I'm laying a, uh, a point and a half as opposed to a point. There are point and a half uh, favorites right now against the Rams. I mean, the Eagles really should have won that game last week against Washington. And uh, I have to see more from the Rams because I really didn't believe in them at the beginning of the season. They had a nice win against Dallas, but I think Dallas probably should have won that game as well. Uh, they were opening a new stadium, so I think that uh, you know they had a lot to play for as far as the Rams are concerned. But real quick on player props, it seems like Robert Woods is has um, elevated himself to being one of the top receivers in this league, and he seems to be uh, one of Jared Goff's favorite targets. So I like the Robert Woods over 67.5 receiving yards as well as Robert Woods over 5.5 receptions in this game. Eric? Got some commentary for us on this game? Yeah, just uh, and I would normally like the Eagles. I expect a bounce back. I think Peterson's one of the top coaches in the league. The issue I have is one Carson Wentz. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, he is the reason that the Eagles lost last week, solely. They had that game in hand, and he just made poor decision after poor decision, turnover after turnover, and got the Redskins back in the game and ultimately to win. And – uh, you go back to, I mean, Peterson had a mind meld going with Foles, and of course they they went with their high, you know, their 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 big time uh, Carson Wentz uh, pick and and traded Foles. And I don't know their offense to me has suffered. It was last year it was anemic. Now part of that was injuries, especially at the wide receiver position. But uh, I'm still seeing some strange decisions and and poor play by Carson Wentz. Until I would stay away from this game personally, just because I I have to see more from him. Uh, but if you have to pick it, then, yeah, I guess uh, the Eagles make sense. But the Rams are dangerous, and people have slept on the Rams going into this, uh, this season. I think people had written them off after their Super Bowl uh, loss to the Patriots a couple of years ago and then their, their anemic uh, play last year. But I think they're going to bounce back, and they showed it with the, their week one win against the Cowboys. So um, this is a dangerous game to pick. That's my, my thoughts. All right, good stuff, Eric. If you want to uh, continue on and, and tell us uh, another game that you like this weekend. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm going with different things here where I, I, I like particular over-unders or spreads, but not in the same games, right? So my first pick is the over in the Tampa Bay-Carolina game, over 47. Uh, my reasoning there is uh, I expect – I expect the Bucks offense to be clicking on all cylinders or even more so. I expect Tom Brady not to have two interceptions, including a pick six in his second week. He's going to try to – he's going to double down and try to prove uh, that he's not washed up. I don't, I don't even think he is washed up. I think they're still trying to get used to each other. Plus, Evans in week one was still uh, nursing a hamstring injury. He looks to be upgraded to a full go this week. I expect big things from the Tampa offense. And then their defense isn't that great. And uh, Carolina has some weapons, including Robbie Anderson, who had over 100 yards receiving last in his first uh, game with uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, uh, last week against the Raiders. Um, so I expect points to be in abundance uh, in this game. Um, I, I'm worried about the spread. I think it could be a close back-and-forth game because of that, because both defenses are kind of shaky and both offenses are a little prolific. 
So for me, I would take, and I'm pretty certain on uh, Tampa and Carolina hitting over 47. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like the, I like the over in that game as well. I really think that Tom Brady has something to prove um, after his, uh, his poor showing last week, and I really do think he's going to have a bounce-back game. I don't think Carolina was really predicted to do a whole lot this year. Um, and, uh, and Tampa Bay certainly has a bunch of weapons for Tom Brady, so I do expect a lot of points to be put up in this game as well. John, thoughts? My thoughts are, looking, looking at the props, it sort of seems like that – we all know that Brady likes going to the tight end, right? He's had uh, Gronk for, for a number of years in New England, now has him down in Tampa Bay. But it sort of seems like that between the two, O.J. Howard might be the better tight end at this stage of, of both of their career. I sort of like the unders on both receiving props for Gronkowski. Three and a half catches – 33 and a half yards. I think I might go under on both of those. Now it would not surprise me if the Bucks get into the red zone and Gronkowski grabs a touchdown, but I don't see him getting a lot of activity, at least not yet. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so let's move through uh, the rest of the NFL schedule and uh, go on to our next games. So my second game this week is the Lions and Packers. And I got to tell you, I was really impressed with how Green Bay played last week. They went into Minnesota, scored a bunch of points. Tom Brady, I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns. Devontae Adams caught 14 receptions. And they just shredded Minnesota last week. And I expect more of the same this week from the Packers to put up a lot of points and, uh, and go into their home opener in Green Bay and beat Detroit. I mean, Detroit – had that game in hand. They blew a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter last week to Mitch Trubisky of all quarterbacks. And he put up 21 answered points, and the Bears pulled out a victory against Detroit. Now, if we look at betting stats, the Lions have covered the last uh, six straight versus Green Bay. However, I feel like that streak is going to come to an end today. Uh, the line right now is minus six. I think the Packers are going to cover that line. I think they're probably going to beat Detroit by 10 or 14 points this week. I mean, the Lions secondary is really banged up. Their uh, top cornerback, Justin Coleman, got put on IR. Last week they, paid, they played uh, 82% man coverage against the Bears. And if they're going to do that again this week, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to shred the, the uh, defensive backfield of Detroit. I, I, you know, Green Bay's offensive line is banged up. Their, uh, their right guard got put on uh, IR for the rest of the season, and their right tackle also is, uh, has some knee issues. But that being said, I still like uh, the Packers in this game to cover the six. So I'm going to lay the six points with the Packers at home over Detroit, and they're going to break that streak of um, the Lions covering the last six against the Packers. As far as player props, I really, really like this prop, and I haven't taken one of these in a while but it's rushing plus receiving yards for Aaron Jones, the uh, running back for the Packers. It's 87 and a half. I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball around the field. He's not just going to throw it to Devontae Adams. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a few receptions out of the backfield. He's going to rush for a bunch of yards. So I'm taking the over of uh, 87 and a half rushing plus receiving yards of Aaron Jones. Uh, guys, what do you think? Eric? Yeah, thought? I'll jump in. I, I, I kind of I – I like your thinking, especially in the Aaron Jones prop. Um, but also, the question you're going to – you know, Aaron Rodgers is out on a mission this season. 
I think he's going to tear it up as much as possible. You know, he's pissed off about the the Packers uh, drafted Jordan Love in the first round there. He's going to prove that he still has it and he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And you saw that in week one where he just shredded the the Vikings defense. Uh, I expect him to continue that. The only question is the Lions played tough. Uh, They can be tough on defense. The question is with DeAndre Smith's drop touchdown, do they – do they let that linger going into week two or do they mo- allow that or use that as motivation and play a, a super tough game against uh, the Packers? I think Patricia is a subpar coach and I don't expect them to get up. And uh, I like your stat also about how the Lions have covered the last few games against the, the Packers. I think they're due for kind of a blowout here or at least a cover by the Packers. So I, I, I agree with your uh, assessment there. Yeah, John, any thoughts? Uh, agree with all of that. Uh, it also leads me to a player prop because we saw how dangerous Aaron Rodgers still is and how awesome Devontae Adams is. I expect the Lions to try to keep him off of the field. That means running the ball. I think Patricia trusts the veteran and Adrian Peterson. I like 11 and a half rushing attempts for Adrian Peterson. Give me the over on that all day long. Also with Kenny Galladay out, I like the um, over on receptions for Danny Amendola, four and a half catches. All right, good stuff. Um, so, John, what's your second game this week? <clears throat> second game, I've got the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Last week, the whole nation saw the Chiefs come out and showcase themselves. They won the Super Bowl last year, and you guys saw it. They're better this year. They are an absolutely scary team. They're giving eight and a half points on the road here, and – I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm easily laying the points here. The Chiefs are 10-0 against the spread in their last 10 games. The Chargers are only 1-6 against the spread in their last seven games. Um, I just think the Chiefs have, have so many weapons. They just can fire on all cylinders. They can beat you anyway. They have uh, receivers all over the place between Kelsey and um, Tyreek Hill and now running the ball with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, and on the, the opposite side, the Chargers are a team that's still in this rebuild mode, okay? Um, they, on, on the defensive side, they've got some talent, but for, but for the second year in a row, they've lost their star safety, Derwin James. On the offensive side of the ball, I, I really don't know how long Tyrod Taylor is going to be out there. Um, the only receiver he seemed to feel comfortable going deep to last week was Mike Williams and had a little bit of success there, but overall Taylor was just not good. Uh, as far as quarterback rating goes, Tyrod Taylor was second to last out of any quarterback who played last week. Uh, the chiefs do have a little bit of a pass rush with Frank Clark. Uh, they've got a ball Hawk uh, at safety and Tyron Matthew. Um, so I just think the chiefs are going to beat up on the chargers here. I like the, the, the chiefs to easily cover the eight and a half. I think it's a double digit victory as far as the over under goes. Um, the Kansas city had games have hit the over in four out of the last five games they played. Uh, chargers games have hit the over in four out of their last six 47 is the over under. I think it's easily going to hit the over there for my player prop of the week. Tell me what you think about this. I like Clyde Edwards Hilaire to hit the over on receiving yards. They've only got him down for 19 and a half. Now he did almost like no receiving last week, 
but he was so prolific at that in LSU. We know that's in his toolbox. Andy Reid loves throwing to running backs throughout his coaching career. I think they're going to start to get that going. I mean, I could see CEH getting 19 and a half in, in one catch and run. So I like that sneaky little over on the reception yards for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So give me that. Give me the Chiefs lay in the eight and a half and give me the over. I'll jump in here. Uh, so I, this was one of my best bets of the week too, uh, is the Chiefs minus eight and a half. Uh, I just think that they're too prolific on offense. The other key is uh, if you watched Tyrod Taylor is not the answer at quarterback. He's a bridge quarterback until Justin Herbert gets, uh, gets prepared. Um, the Chargers are not going to score a lot of points. So th- this is where I, I would diverge with you a little bit, John. I'm not sure if the over is going to get hit. And that's not because of the Chiefs. It's because of the Chargers side of the ball. Uh, they scored 16 points against a, a Bengals team that then gave up, uh, what, 35 points to the Browns the, you know, on Thursday night. Um, I'm not sure that the Chargers have any offensive firepower. Uh, so I, I would be uh, – I'd be very worried about that spread. And even though uh, in week one, the, the, the Chiefs game against the Texans hit the over, that was on a last-second garbage, uh, garbage time field goal uh, where they gave up a bunch of points to the Texans to make that game look respectable. I don't think Tyrod Taylor and the Chargers have that in them here, so I would go, I would go with the under on this game. But I definitely think that they're going to they're gonna blow them out by more than uh, – probably more than double, you know, 10 points more. Yeah, you know, I, I'm with Eric on this. Uh, I, I wouldn't take the over in this game because, just like Eric said, I'm concerned about the points that the Chargers are going to put up. Uh, I, you know, they only put up, what, what, 16 points last week? And uh, that's, that's my concern. And I love the spread in this game. I think the Chiefs are going to blow them out. So, John, I do agree with your analysis on this game. It's almost like, you know, bet the Chiefs every week until, you know, they show you that, that you shouldn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, Phenomenal last week, coming off of their Super Bowl win last year uh, against the Texans. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is is by far head and shoulders above the rest of the league. You know, maybe uh, Lamar Jackson is like one A, but as far as a pure um, all around quarterback, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is is right there at the very top. So I love laying the eight and a half. I do think they're going to blow out the Chargers. I'd be very, very concerned about the over, though, in this game. I don't think the Chargers are going to put up a whole lot of points, and I don't believe in Tyrod Taylor either. So um, I like the, the Chiefs, but the over, that concerns me. So on to our, our last game. Uh, Eric, take it away. Who do you like? Uh, well, I'm going to call an audible here. Uh, I like the Cowboys playing three and a half uh, at home against the Falcons. Uh, first of all, I just don't think Atlanta's that good. Um, they they made that game against the uh, the Hawks the score respectable, but it was a lot of garbage time points. Um, I expect the boys to and, and plus what I really like is it's only three and a half. Now I wish it was uh, it was two, three. I hate that half a point because um, I get a backdoor cover there. But I'm expecting the Cowboys uh, to their offense to score more um, to lay down the smackdown on uh, on the Falcons. Um, I would stay away from the over-under. Uh, it, it, I'm torn about how effective Kellen Moore's offense is going to be as far as total points. I think they're going to control the line of scrimmage. They're going to run more with the Ezekiel Elliott, and they should score. Uh, but I don't know about big numbers. We're talking player props. I really don't have any in this game, um, except I would expect uh, Dak Prescott to get uh, more than two touchdown passes. Um, 
That, that's all I have for this game. Yeah, um, I looked at this game as, as something that I was possibly going to take, but the, the problem is is I think I sort of agree with you. Um, or, or earlier this morning, I think that I think the, the, the Falcons were getting four. Now it's down to three. Even at four, I just, I just didn't like it. I just don't trust the Falcons on the road. I think the Cowboys are good. I think they've got a ton of talent on offense. I think their first home game after a tough loss at the Rams last week, I think they're going to come, come in and be hitting on all cylinders. Um, I know they lost Lyle Collins. I know Teron Smith is a game-time decision. I don't think it's going to matter because the Falcons just still don't have a really great pass rush. They lost, they lost Vic Beasley, replaced him with Dante Fowler. I don't believe in that defense, really. Uh, I see the, the Cowboys winning outright, maybe by more than a touchdown. Uh, and I hate, so I hate to say that. Um, on props, um, I see that um, the over on Matt Ryan, two and a half is plus 140. I would take the under there. Um, I just, it, the Falcons are just not a team that I believe in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in lockstep with you on that one. I would take the Cowboys and give the points if I was better. Yeah, I think I would tend to agree with you. I think the Cowboys are a good team. Um, I was actually really surprised that they lost last week to the Rams. And DraftKings has them right now uh, laying three points, and they're at home against uh, the Falcons, who I really don't think uh, is a very good team. So, yeah, I'd lay the three points, and I'd take Dallas in this game as well. Yeah, the, uh, that worries me that all three of us uh, are in agreement. <laughs> and also, if the line opened at four and is now down to three, then that would concern me. Yeah, I mean, this is probably a game that I'm staying away from. But if I had to pick yeah. it, I'd probably lay the three points with Dallas, uh, especially yeah. coming from that loss last week to the Rams. Yep. So good stuff, guys, this week. Um, hopefully everybody does well in their bets this week. John, you got a, uh, you got a, you got a favorite track for us this week or not? I do, actually. And I'm, I'm going to take the easy answer. Uh, and I'm going to go with a song called Tesla Coil. There's a great remix of that song by this amazing duo, Glitch Matrix, um, that uh, came out this summer, had a lot of success, hit the charts, um, and was recently sent to one Jonathan Peters. We'll see if he plays it. Um, Tesla Coil, a real groovy take on a very meaningful song. Uh, in the notes, I'll put a link to a YouTube video which kind of goes into the story behind the song. But yep, for this week, it's Tesla Coil by Blaze Grippa, the Glitch Matrix remix. Yeah, I mean, that duo of Glitch, of Glitch Matrix is, uh, is actually, you know, really good. I've, I've certainly gotten into them uh, recently. So good track. Uh, for me, uh, I like a track by Andrew Rael. I mean, as you guys all know, I'm, I'm a big trance fan, and Andrew Rael is, is right there at the top right now. Good young talent, putting out great tracks. And his track called Stars Collide is just banging. And so for me... My track this week is Stars Collide by Andrew Rayel. Eric, got anything for us? I've been listening. I don't know if you have. Uh, uh, Carl Cox's latest compilation has been just unreal. It's super deep house. I love. I love the bass. Uh, uh, there's a track on there 
uh, called percussion that just uh, gets me going through my uh, my workouts. So I would uh, I would look for that on Apple Music. Uh, Carl Cox in his last compilation, uh, the track is called Percussion. good stuff today uh guys so until next week put in your bets good luck everyone wagers ragers we're out wagers thank you